I'm going to fix it in you before I fix it for you. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp. And today on the show, we have Pastor Stephen Furtick. And he is talking to us about disappointment and how, what, what do you do when you are disappointed? I know for me, a lot of times I give up. I want to throw in the towel. I want to just go back into myself and be like, oh, poor me. It's not working out. This must not be God. This, this definitely isn't what, you know, what is happening is God because it's not easy. And you know what? That simply is not always true. Now, I've thrown in the towel way too early on many things, and I just give up because I don't see what I want to see happening, so I just give up. If I, like, for example, if I'm running a race and I start to feel tired, I just stop. Yesterday, I was running a race, and I was, you know, probably about 80% of the way through the race, and I could and I could feel myself getting tired. And I was like, you know what? It wouldn't hurt just to start walking right now. It would be fine. I'd finish the race, and I could say that I did a good job. But something in me finally in this, you know, this race said, no, I'm not going to give up at 80%. I'm going to run through the finish line no matter how I feel. I've been training for this race. I wanted to run this race and I want to do it 100%, not 80%, not even 99%, but 100%. I don't want to give up. And a lot of times we give up on the things that God's given us to do way too early because, you know, we've done a good job. Sure. So that's good enough, right? No, we got to run through it. We've got to do more than the 80%, more than the 99%. We got to do what God's called us to do 100%, running through the finish line, seeing the great cloud of witnesses, you know, cheering us on. And that's the race that I want to run, one that is full on for Jesus, one that I don't give up and I, and I continue to press on because that's what God has called us to do, to press on towards the goal to win the prize. Here's Stephen. We give up so quickly. The first time we get turned away, we go home. The first time we try the diet and slip from the diet, we blame it on genetics. The first person that doesn't like us, the first person that doesn't help us, the, the, the first time it gets a little hard, many of us are so quick to see disappointment as a dead end. Not these men. These men made a decision. If there's no room for us through that door, we will climb up. Here's the word of the Lord. If you can't get in, go up. If you can't get through on this level, go up to a higher level. Sometimes the reason God allows you to be restricted is because you're at the wrong level. And sometimes he'll put a disappointment in your life so you have to climb over it so your faith make up. What do you do with the disappointment? Somebody shout, get over it. Yeah. Say it again, get over it. Yeah. I know some people didn't like you, didn't promote you, didn't endorse you, didn't support you, but get over it. These men said there's something so important to us. We can't stand here and blame the people who got here early. I think I'm going higher. Yeah. Now go home if you want to go home, but we're going to make a door in the ceiling. That's how you deal with disappointment. You get over it. Oh, it looks like it wasn't meant to be. Sorry, Matt. We tried. I never let people say to me, we did all we could. 
like point zero 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 one percent of the time is that true it's just not true just say I did all I want to do or say it's not worth it to me anymore but don't say you did all you could if these men have said they did all they could they tried they asked they showed up they carried them they did a lot but the answer was higher higher a higher level of thinking I know it's a small detail in the text, but it spoke to me. God said, sometimes you're thinking too low and too limited, and you're so disappointed because you're not. Okay, help us. Revelation chapter 4, verse 1. Does John have anything to say about this? I believe he does. He said, after this, he's on an island. I looked, and there before me was a door standing open. Where? This door was not a door that was right in front of me in my situation. This door was standing open in heaven, so I had to look up because when I looked around, all I saw was a crowd. When I looked around, all I saw was a system. When I looked around, all I saw was a limitation. When I looked around, all I saw was excuses. But touch somebody say, look up, because I promise you that ceiling will become a door if you're willing to dig through it. There's another door, and they, they made their own door. And while Jesus is preaching, the men are watching. They lower their friend. At some point, they had to drop him. They couldn't get him all the way down. And now they've dropped him at the feet of Jesus, right in front of Jesus, Matthew says, because they couldn't find a way in because of the crowd. But disappointment is a door. So if they could have gotten in the front door, the man would not have been in position to be healed. If it would have worked out the way they planned for it to work out, if they would have given you what you wanted them to give you, you wouldn't have been in this position to get what only Jesus can give. So Jesus, this is an interesting phrase, he saw their faith. He saw their faith. When Mark writes about faith, he uses the word faith in a noun or a verb form four times. And every time he says faith, it is attached to an action. So for Mark, faith is not a state of mind. For Mark, faith is not a confession. For Mark, faith is not something that you say, it's something that you see. Jesus saw their faith, and he liked it. And he saw what those men were willing to do, and he saw how they were willing to press, and he saw the rules that they were willing to break, and he liked it. And Jesus looked down at the man, and he said, Son, I've got good news. I saw what your friends were willing to do to get you to me, and that kind of faith is irresistible to me. When I see them unwilling to be normal, and when I see them dare to be different, and when I see them refuse to go home with a broken heart, but instead trust me in an unusual, ridiculous way, I like that, son. And the men up, men up top are going, because we didn't know if he was going to kick him out. We didn't know how this was going to go. We didn't ask permission. We just did it. And they're watching. And Jesus said, Son, I saw their faith, and your sins are forgiven. And the men up top said, Wait a minute. 
What did he just say? And one of them said, I think he said his sins are forgiven. And the other one said, but we didn't bring him here for his sins to be forgiven. That's nice. But we want him to walk. Yeah, I reckon we're still going to have to carry him home. I was hoping he'd do something about his legs. What do you do when God gives you what you didn't ask for? Okay. Because that happens sometimes. Sometimes you want God to fix your situation, and He starts working on you. Sometimes God won't do the most obvious thing for a healer to do in the presence of a paralyzed man is get him up. But the greatest opportunities aren't always the most obvious. And Jesus knew there is something deeper that needs to be done than this man's condition is suggesting externally. Son, you're forgiven. I'm going to fix it in you before I fix it for you. That was Stephen Furtick, and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Stephen Furtick, How to Handle Disappointments. You can also find out more information about him at his website, stephenfurtick.com. Hope you have a great day today, and I'll see you again tomorrow. God bless.